truly believe the Lord is preparing this church for something really supernatural that I believe is just before us. John chapter 20 and verse 24, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas was with them. That's why you got to get there to have an encounter. You see, earlier he didn't see them because he wasn't with them. The beginning it says he was not with them when Jesus came. My dad used to always say, don't ever miss a Pentecostal service because you don't know what's going to happen. But thankfully, after eight days, he was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut. Jesus didn't make a personal visit for Thomas. He waited till Thomas came and gathered with the others. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said, saith he to Thomas, and he turns his attention to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. He knew exactly what he had said. And be not faithless, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Oh, hallelujah. All of those people that were there did not fall under this special category. Because they had all seen But oh, there's a blessing for those that have not seen and yet believe. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want to speak tonight on this subject, faith beyond feelings. Faith beyond feelings. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we're so thankful to be in your house tonight. Thankful for the anointing of your spirit. What a mighty God you are. Thank you, Lord, that we can feel your power and your presence, and we know that you are here. We feel your spirit, Lord. We feel your anointing, God, and you are here to do a great work because you love your people. And we thank you, Lord, for that presence, and we thank you for the power of God. Hallelujah. That's permeating this place, O oh Lord. And now we pray, God, that you would open our hearts and minds to the preaching of your word. Change us, Lord, from the inside out. In Jesus' name, everybody said... In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. We have been talking about the promises of God over the last few weeks as it relates to God's desire to bless and to fulfill His Word even in this season. 
I have been calling it a season of uncertainty, but I do not know that that is the right title because this season is a certain season if you walk with God. And the certainty that we have is God's going to have the final say. But I suppose it has been described as an uncertain season because of the challenges that we are facing in the world today. But there are some things that are established. There are some things that are certain. There are certain things that trigger the promises of God in your life and my life. Especially in a difficult season. Especially when circumstances are not going your way. Especially in a time of concern or a time of conflict or a time of confusion. There are some things that are well established in the Word of God. And that is that one of the ways that you and I can circumnavigate these troublesome times is that we have to worship our way out. I said we have to worship our way out. The children of Israel had to worship God in Jericho before the walls came down. Even though victory had been promised, it took worship to bring victory to fruition in that generation. You and I can't just rest on the promises of God. We have to bring the promises of God to fruition through our worship. For the children of Israel that marched around the walls of Jericho, they were following a generation that could only worship after the miracle. The generation that preceded them, their fathers and forefathers, if you look back at their wandering in the wilderness, they were a people that could only believe after the fact. They could only believe after they had put their hand in his side and their hand in his uh, nail print scarred hands. They did not have a worship service on the front end of the Red Sea. They had to wait till they had gone over on dry ground. And their enemy had been destroyed in the waters. And then they had a victory party. Then they began to worship God. But prior to that, all they could do is grumble and complain. Well, that type of response in the face of challenging times will not inspire you, the people around you, or God to fulfill His Word in your life. You have to worship Him to bring about the promises of God. And before the Lord was going to take him into the promised land, He said, you're going to have to walk around the walls of Jericho, and you're going to have to learn to shout. You're going to have to learn to worship before one stone comes off that wall. Because I've dealt with your fathers, and they've been wandering for 40 years because they never learned how to worship before the miracle. But we're going into the promised land now, and you got to learn how to just worship me out of obedience. you got to just worship me out of faith. 
Oh, I say to this great generation that I believe will bring in the second coming of the Lord. you got to learn to go ahead and worship God in the face of a negative doctor's report. you got to go ahead and worship God before you see any evidence of the miraculous. you got to say, I was born to worship God. And I'm going to walk around the walls of Jericho. And I'm going to shout for the victory long before I see the evidence of that victory. God does the miraculous in the atmosphere of praise. So worship is a key ingredient. The next thing that we know that is crucial is consistency. Consistency is the sign of spiritual maturity. Life is going to give you highs and lows, mountains and valleys. But consistency is what gets you through the tough times. You just have to show up every day. Put one foot in front of the other. And just keep on keeping on. I'm still here. You just got to keep on praying. You got to keep on believing. You got to keep giving. got to keep going to church. You got to keep on worshiping. God is God. Hallelujah. I've had a bad month. I've had a bad year. But God is still God. I'm going to bless the Lord anyhow. Hallelujah. you got to get up every day and make up your mind. While I've got breath, I'm going to praise Him. While I can, I'm going to bless the name of Jesus. Consistency gets you through. Consistency is the key. So worship, consistency, and then the third thing, the one that I want to focus on tonight, the third thing is faith. Faith is critical in any Christian's life. Faith is what the Bible says that the Lord is looking for when He comes back. The reason that faith is so important is because faith is the link between the visible world and the invisible world. It is the bridge between the natural and the supernatural. And we all have the capacity to believe. The Bible said he has given to every man a measure of faith. But it is not automatic. Faith is one of those intangible aspects to knowing God that's not always easy to get your arms around. But I believe that God gives us some clues in his word that makes this idea of believing come to life. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is based more on knowledge than it is on sight. It's the evidence. Evidence is knowledge. We have the evidence. We know what happened. We have the validation of that knowledge. But it says it's the evidence of things not seen. It's based more on knowledge than sight. I know my Redeemer lives. You may not always feel like your Redeemer lives. But I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that one day I'm going to walk on streets of gold. Right now I feel like I'm under the pavement. Well, one day 
One day in that great getting up morning, I wish I had a witness in this house tonight. One of these days, the trump of God is going to sound. You got to be able to believe God when you can't feel it, when you don't see it, but you know that you know that you know. Oh, you ought to clap your hands under the Lord and shout with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Thomas said, I have to put my hands in his side. I got to feel the nail prints in his hand. Part of what Thomas was saying, I think was good. And that is he didn't want to take anybody else's word for it. He's saying, I want to, I want to be able to see him personally. That's a good thing. You got to know God for yourself. It can't just be what your friends have told you or your family. You got to know God for yourself. Woo, you got to be able to touch God for yourself. And so part of what Thomas was saying was good. And I believe that's why the Lord responded to Thomas. But then he took the opportunity to teach Thomas. Thomas, you believe because you see. But blessed are those that see not. Oh my goodness, he was looking up through time into the 21st century and seeing about 250, 60 people gathered together, 1021 Emerson Drive at the East Wind Pentecostal Church, 2021, October something or another. <laughs> I don't know if it's the third or the fourth or where we are. Third. Seeing a bunch of people. That see, we ain't seen God in a physical manifestation. We've not put our hand in His side. But we believe in it. God said they got a blessing coming. Because not, not everybody's been able to see the scars and the nails and the, and the gap in my side. Flush your hand in there, Thomas. There's going to be some people that are not going to see what you see, but yet they believe anyhow. I've come to tell you, you got a blessing that's going to supersede even what the disciples have. You ought not to beat yourself up. You ought to get up every day and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the faith you've given me. I believe, though I'm not actually seen. In fact, I believe even when I don't feel faith, my faith has to move beyond my feelings. Feelings that require a touch negate the whole faith aspect. He doesn't have to touch me for me to believe because I know. True faith moves beyond feelings. I don't feel like worshiping. But I know he's worthy of my praise. So my faith propels me to worship when I don't feel like it. 
say, oh, but I've had some challenges in my life. So I don't feel like praying. But knowledge says, when it's the hardest to pray, pray the hardest. So I pray by faith. That's faith that moves beyond feelings. That's faith that's based on knowledge. That's based on evidence of things not seen. I believe. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know when God's going to do it. I don't know where God's going to do it. But like the three Hebrew children, I know he's able. I know he's able. I know he's able. I don't feel deliverance. In fact, I feel the heat of that pit that's... Ten times hotter than ever before, but I go. I got a faith that moves beyond my feelings. Thank God for an apostolic church that said, I still believe. Though my body is hurting, though I'm dealing with sickness, I believe anyhow. I still believe, though I may be in a financial crisis, I still believe that he's my Jehovah Jireh and my provider. I still believe, though my spouse is not saved and my kids haven't come home yet, yet I know that my Redeemer liveth and one day God's going to bring us back together. One of these days, it's going to be worth it all. Every trial, it's going to be worth it all. I know, I know, I know. Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Begin to worship the Lord. Based on a knowledge of His goodness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I feel faith in this house tonight. I feel like right now there's faith in this house for people to be healed and delivered. If you have a need right now, and you say, preacher, I'm willing to believe God, even though I don't feel it. I want you to step out of wherever you're at. And I want you to come down or get in an aisle or do something. We're going to pray right now. I feel like in this atmosphere, God can do anything. Somebody that says, just based on knowledge, I'm going to go ahead and begin to worship. If you're not here with a need tonight, but you say, I can worship God. Oh, Jesus. Come on, I'm going to just do it because I know that it's in the Word of God. I don't have to see it or feel it, but I do it because I know that my Redeemer lives. Though he 
they slay me, yet will I trust him. That's it. Lift up your hands right now. God's going to do a mass miracle right now. Lift up your hands and begin to worship Him.
It's easy in this atmosphere to feel that driving force of God's presence. But then it's also easy to slip back into our traditions. So we have to break that barrier, as it were. And the only way you can do that is to change your perspective. So here's what I want you to do tonight. And if you don't agree with it, you're welcome to sit down and just watch the show. But for those of you that want to push through that spiritual barrier, as it were, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to right now in your mind, whatever you need God to do, I want you to begin to visualize in your mind that God has already done it. And then I want you to begin to thank Him in advance for what He's already done. If you can begin to believe, whatever it is, it's a physical healing, it's a miracle, it's the saving of a lost family member. But you said, I'm going to go ahead and praise you right now based on the promises of God's work. Is that how you would praise Him? If God did the miraculous...
see it. I know it. I know it. I know it. by yourself. I want you to link up with two or three people that you know are good worshipers. I don't want you linking up with a dud. I want you to link up with somebody that you know is a worshiper. Because sometimes you got to have just the encouragement of your brother or sister. Come on, the Bible said where two or three are gathered together. Where two or three are going to worship me. That's it. Get linked up with somebody. Get linked up with somebody that can worship God. Come on, that's it. Worship your way out. Worship your way out.
God! You got breath! You got holy breath! You're not dead yet! You're not dead yet! Take a few laps if you got to! March around the building if you got to! Dance if you got to! That's it, brother. That's it, Warren. Sister Joan would come down here and used to worship with her wheelchair. She's in heaven now, but Warren can do it. I can worship you from this chair. Yes, yes, yes. I can worship you from this chair. I still got a voice. I still got victory. baptism of the Holy Ghost now. You go ahead and just stay wherever you're at, whoever you're linked up with. But if you've ever been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to begin to pray right now in victory. I want you to pray in the Spirit right now. And if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, link up with somebody right now. God wants to give us an upper room experience. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And pray in the Holy Ghost. God's going to live with the Holy Ghost. 